Hey everyone, welcome to More Than an MBA, a podcast by students for students. Hosted by yours truly, Ed N, Vice President of Student Engagement, and Kai, our one and only President of the MBA Association. We're here to bring together all MBA students. Tune in for stories on community, inclusivity, and shared experiences. Hey everyone, happy summer. Whether you're diving into an internship, taking classes, traveling, or anywhere in between, there are lots of different ways to spend the warmer months away from the semester. In this episode, I talk to GMBA Ikenna and Ad, PMBA Chris, OMBA Marissa and Jordan, and AMBA Zach about their summer plans. As we hear voices from each GW MBA program, remember that we can stay connected off campus too. Ad, kick us off. Tell us about your summer plans. So my my whole impetus for joining grad school was to work toward an entrepreneurial idea I had. It was an intersection of big data information technology and tourism, my immersion being kind of getting off of main beaten path. So I was very interested in the past year on developing um, an application that would allow travelers to do that. And during the course of my first year in the NBA, I was doing a lot of work on the side through projects like the New Venture Competition or Pitch George to refine that business model. And so when I got toward the summer and I was thinking about, oh, well, what do I wanna do? Like the internship aspect had some appeal. I definitely was curious about how I fit in a personality or within a team dynamic into a larger corporation. But I was more driven at this point in my life and at this stage of my development to explore my own ideas. So it had been tested a little, but market validity, how it would fit into places that I thought it might work, but didn't really know from personal experience was something I was really curious on exploring. So after I did a project in Dubai for the MBA, And I had another project in late June in Tbilisi, Georgia, um, kind of a non sequitur. It's mostly related to the tourism stuff. I said, well, I'm already abroad and I have a month. So what can I get done? So instead of doing the internship, I took a month and really have split it into a week by week basis traveling across. This is now my, I think, seventh or sixth or seventh country, looking at how the concept that I had, which was real-time destinations and travel, things that you couldn't find on a typical map, whether that stood the test in places like Oman or places like Jordan or most recently Cyprus and now here in the country of Jordan and tomorrow, uh, Armenia, hopefully, if the train works. So did you figure out the answer? Is your idea from DC testing (laughs) in different countries abroad? Well, I mean, yes and no. So there's, there's some caveats. So the problem is, is I had a limitation on when I could go. So I had to go to Oman in the month of May. May is low season for tourism in Oman. It's very hot. There's not a lot of people showing up. And so the concept of things kind of popping up spontaneously, not so present. And just in a geographical sense, they don't really have cities in the way that we have them here in America or in Europe, where it's very cultural havens. They have largely disparate kind of Jacksonville, Florida-esque urban sprawl. Um, So I found that most of the time, the ideas that I had, which is, oh, you're going to run into a plethora of this is neat and I couldn't have found it, may not hold true in a lot of the countries. But 
it's not that it's simply disproven that there's value to this. It's more made me pivot my approach. And is this something you focus on real time or is it more you focus on, for example, navigation, making sure that people don't have to do these book loads of research in order to find the best route through a city. Rather, you use intelligent design and intelligent data formation to guide them through in ways that will most match their interest, but also allow them to make the most use of their time while walking the streets on a foot traffic pedestrian level. Short answer, eh, not what I expected, but I'm finding some silver linings. Okay, good. That pivot is so important, and I'm sure you had to not be in D.C. to figure that out. You had to be abroad and and stay there to really feel that i think i think that's definitely true um even though you can meet some wonderful international people um you happen to meet people who might be of like mind if they end up in dc so getting out into the places making sure that you're on the ground field work is my background as an anthropologist in my undergrad so it makes very very clear sense to me that in order to test these kind of hypotheses ethnographically you have to be there watching listening, following in the footsteps, literally sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we do talk about the internship a lot at GW. We hear it from Fowler. We hear it from professors. How did you balance the doing what's best for you and your entrepreneurial adventures um, and what we hear at school? I'll go on a little bit of a tangent. So when I was growing up, I was in Boy Scouts. Um, and the, the high rank in Boy Scouts is Eagle Scout rank. Um, but it's not something everybody gets. It's a lot of work to get to. And the troop that I was in didn't put a huge priority on it until I was about 16 or 17, to the point where I was no longer really capable of getting there in time. And this is relevant because I then worked five or no, six years ago now at a camp which was Boy Scouts. I was guiding these young men. And the prospect of a lot of them being very similar positions of, oh, I'm 16, I'm 17, I'm not going to make this. And at the end of the week, we as the leaders would gather, would get together and we'd tell them the importance of achieving Eagle. And that always didn't really sit right with me because I think as you're kind of pointing out and how I personally hold true as a value, there are multiple ways to get to the same destination. Literally, that's the whole purpose of what I'm doing entrepreneurially. And I've, as a result of that mindset, never really taken into account this is the only one solution. There are, there are different, different ways to achieve the same outcome. And if the outcome that you're looking for is experience that can prepare you to be a more qualified candidate in a business world or in any professional context, an internship is not the only way to do it. And because I had that perspective, I then was more open to exploring in my own head and through conversations what other routes would prepare me in that way. And this happens to be the way that when I go and sit down in an office and, and do an interview, somebody asks me, well, how did I spend the summer of 2022? I get to tell them, in my mind, a much more interesting story for me in my own personal path. Other people, the internship works out really well for them. It's just a matter of how you fit your own narrative and what seems true and authentic to you. Very, very awesome. And I also am hoping that this podcast becomes a bit of a time capsule for future GW MBA students. Do you have any advice for a future first year who's trying to figure out their summer between the first year and the second year, and they don't think an internship is right for them either? What would you say to them? Well, I, I, unfortunately, it's going to go right back to Fowler in a way, which is one of the 
big things they nail in is you got to network. Um, mm-hmm. And I was not a not a big networker, to be honest. I didn't spend a lot of time. I like to do those kind of cursory, nice to know you mm-hmm. with, with our classmates and with other people. But here on the road, it, it's funny that your opportunities in a city, for example, here in Kutaisi yesterday and, the, and today, actually, um, they don't present themselves until you make yourself available and you offer yourself up in a way that doesn't have to be necessarily professional, but it still fits within the confines of networking. I went to uh, a theatrical dance performance with a guy from Berlin yesterday. And today I'm hanging around with the guy from uh, just north of Tel Aviv, taking a bus. We just got seafood. We're going out, um, going out to local bars and stuff. It, you know, it's not a business context, but you're literally opening up the opportunities for now and in the future. Because anytime I go to Israel now, I know who to reach out to. Anytime I go to Germany now, and who knows when business might take me there. It's the same concept. Meet people, open up your accessibility by being willing to learn their story. And more importantly, being willing to figure out in your own head as you go along where your story aligns with theirs. And you might be surprised in what kind of experiences become accessible through that process. And it could be in any context, even if you go home and live at your parents' house. There are a lot of people nearby that if you maintain that mentality, you might reach out to it in a way that you were surprised by. Absolutely. So the advice is to still network, to talk to people, whoever is around you. Yeah, I know. I know it's a long story, but yeah, basic premise is, and I hate the word networking, but um, maintain an interest in others. Um, even mm-hmm. when you're having to figure out your own path, um, no paths exist without crossing others. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I feel like that could be a quote to, to, promote this podcast give you full copyright on that make as many t-shirts as you want (laughs) there are a lot of um mba words like networking that can have negative icky connotations but i think how you describe networking is beautiful like just path crossing crossing learning people's stories and seeing how the mutual connection you can help each other out so i I don't know if networking is totally bad all the time (laughs) no no it's not totally bad um i mean in another way, just not, I speak perfect English with this guy from, from Israel. When you don't speak a common language, I speak mm-hmm. a little Russian. The people in Georgian speak a little Russian, but mostly languages we don't share. So the question is, where do you find commonalities? You got to experiment a little. You got to try the words you know. You have to you know, string things together. And eventually you do find that common ground where you can have a message that you need to get across. I think it's very similar in business. You're testing waters, whoever mm-hmm. it may be they may be interested in and eventually you find something that strikes resonance with you and them alike mm-hmm. in my case it's getting from the airport to the hotel <laughs> that is important an important uh, feat um okay I, I need to i need to know favorite part of your travels so far i mean today has been a pretty interesting day taking a, a mini bus that these are not very organized um with a guy who's quite worldly for 25 he's hit a lot of countries and we've been doing all kinds of things. But I think overall, the most distinct, clear memory that I've had is honestly just the moment I separated from our group in Dubai, which was 21 other MBA students, or or myself included. And that very first day, when everybody else was going to the airport, I took a taxi north to the city of Sharjah, which is a very traditional city not far from Dubai, and walked around. And it was a unique moment because the leader of the country had just died two days before 
um, and you're in this moment of, of solitariness of, of everything being closed in reverence, walking around places. And then I took a long, long trip by Metro and bus down to Abu Dhabi and then walked around an entirely new city. So in one day I got to see three very different political climates under one one of a kind moment. And I don't think that's gonna be replicable anywhere I go. So I think looking back, that's gonna be something I think of quite formative on this trip. As you may know, <laughs> you know, the wonderful, the greatest, uh, Ikena Njako. So first year, <laughs> first year MBA, uh, well, technically second year second now. Second year so, now, yeah. Yeah, since we just finished, oh, that's crazy. Tell us how you got that internship. I know you were maybe one of the first people in our cohort to, you know, snag the, the summer internship. So tell us, tell us how that, that happened. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> going into runway I already knew I wanted to do consulting mm-hmm. um, it's kind of just on my mind I was like all right I know that they start recruiting very early mm-hmm. um technically during runway in late August the recruiting has already even started oh, damn. so I was starting to you know reach out to people that I know who did consulting or were still in it and kind of just you know started laying the seeds laying the seeds like mm-hmm. what do I need to do how do I need to prepare and then funny enough, I think it was when I joined Black MBA to do a case competition, actually. I did a case competition for National Black MBA, mm-hmm. and I met a second year who was also interested in consulting. And since then, he kind of started to get on my case about, you know, we need to prepare this, this, and that. So <laughs> the two of us kind of like became close and we kind of went on this journey, you know, to snag and well for him to snag a full-time offer and for mm-hmm. me to snag an internship I actually applied to ey parthenon to mckinsey to mm-hmm. bcg you know the whole nine mm-hmm. um and then prior to me actually arriving in chicago i got a email saying oh like you've been invited to interview like that friday and i was like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so right then and there i was like okay i need to prepare like quickly within like two, three days, because honestly, I wasn't expecting it. So I went to National Black, had the interview in person. After the interview, you know, came and went, I went to the happy hour where I kind of, you know, touted my skills, networking. (laughs) Networking, yes. (laughs) Exactly. I talked to everybody there that I could, you know, the key is to really get in your name. You got to get your name in everybody's mouth. Everybody has to know who you are. Hmm. That's just how it works. Like, Yes, it's nice to talk to the big shots of the office, mm-hmm. but you need to make sure everybody knows your name, whether it's like five, 10 minutes, you just need to make sure that when it comes to like a roundtable discussion, everybody could vouch for you or majority of people at the table could vouch for you. Like they have to all remember you. That's mm-hmm. what the key is. So, and then I talked to the other, the other candidates too, kind of just, you know, just small talk, see where they're mm-hmm. coming from, like what, what they're trying to do as well. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. Food was great. Um, <laughs> and this is like September. Correct. This is September. Damn. Okay. So, yeah. So this is mid September. And then after we came back, I think within three, four days, I got an email from the partner saying like, Hey, like, you know, unofficially, I heard you're going to the second round. And I was like, Oh shoot. <laughs> the fact that four people from the company 
after mm-hmm. round one called me to you know make sure I was good, make sure you know I know what to do to succeed in round two. It was kind of like it was very heartwarming mm-hmm. and like reassuring that like you know we believe in you, and at the same mm-hmm. time like you're definitely a fit for the firm. They remembered so, your name. Yeah, they remember. <laughs> they remember my name. They remember me. So that was definitely the benefit. So yeah, me and the second year, uh, we prepared for the next ten days. Just you know, casing every day, doing chart insights. You know, just doing everything possible to succeed. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know, school. I'm not saying school is not important, but school was put <laughs> on the backbone. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> school. I got what I need to get done with school because. <laughs> Me, me and him, we would case in the evenings because I don't know why that's the only time he's available. So we would case like late night. So we start like nine and then we'd go until like midnight, one, two o'clock. And for me in the beginning, I'm like, bro, I need to sleep. (laughs) Like I'm tired. He's like, don't you you want a job? Don't you? I was like, yes, but I need to sleep to work on my job. Don't I? (laughs) This is true. So then after that, within another three, four days, I got a call from my buddy during (laughs) economics class. Oh, during class. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I stepped out, took that call. And, you know, that was the the good news saying that, hey, you know, you got the offer. And I was like, oh, yeah. You know, I was like, this real. This can't be it. Like, there's no way. It's like, it's like October 6th. I'm like, right. Am I done? Like, this is it really? I mean, so, that, that, that's so awesome. And, you know, the idea of this episode, too, is to highlight voices from each program and highlight voices that are doing different things. So not everyone in our program is doing an internship, but I wanted to talk to you about your experience, too. And if there was someone listening who is an incoming first year, let's say, or they're just wrapping up their first year, you know, next year after me and you graduate, what advice would you give them if they also want to go into consulting or they want that summer internship in the fall? I would say don't feel stressed or pressure to, you know, decide that you need to choose a path immediately. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you can always change your path no matter whether you're in school or not. You can always change your path. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because, you know, you might get tired of doing it after two, three years, but yeah that's not going to define you but at least you know if you choose something you know make sure you go at it 150 percent. like try and get the biggest name because unfortunately in this corporate world that we work in like big names is what kind of brings you where you want to go Hmm. um but definitely focus on in the beginning focus on networking is key Mm -hmm. it's probably the biggest thing in the program besides actually going to school (laughs) um I'd definitely say if you want to do consulting, you need to network before you even get to school. Mm. You need to network now. If it's summer right now, yeah, you need to network now. You need to network back in spring to prepare mm-hmm. yourself for the fall for recruiting. Um, and school will be there. You have time. Like, school will be there. Just get what you need to get done. Like, set aside time. But make sure you're taking every opportunity to network with the company that you are aiming to you know intern with or work for because mm-hmm. gw doesn't have the benefit of being a target school for a lot of big companies mm-hmm. so you need to really put yourself out there go to any event you can that the companies are going to be at go to any conferences that they'll be at yeah it's going to cost you a little pretty penny but trust me <laughs> at the end <laughs> of the day all that money you spent over the course of the year you will make that back in one check <laughs> 
investing investing (laughs) it's the biggest investment you can make in yourself Mm -hmm. so take every opportunity you can just get your face in front of people who represent that company so Mm -hmm. when it's it's when push comes to sub you know they'll remember who you are you know put you through and then from there it's all on you make sure you succeed make sure you prepare like like you're supposed to prepare yeah and then um you know after that you know hopefully you get what you're looking for I, I really think that's uh, very applicable advice that it's it's really up to us, like use the resources that you're given. But if and when you know what you want to try, um, it's about getting your name out there and, and trying yourself. Um, so really, really well said. How do you feel like you're staying connected to GW and our MBA while we're away from school? Just, you know, when I'm in town, just have an opportunity just to, you know, see who's around, just, you know, like oh if anybody's in town you know like let's go let's let's do something or you know grab food or whatever just to just to make sure you know i remember your face (laughs) yeah uh, this is important (laughs) is is very key because you know next year you know we're all going our separate ways in classes i mean some of us still have the same like one class but besides that you know we're basically kind of just like you know solo dolo after after this year Mm -hmm. so free for all exactly that's what it is so just making sure you know reaching out just seeing how people are doing because for example i mean even today lenny called me and i was like oh shoot len doozy oh so yeah I have a you have quite the nicknames for people in our cohort <laughs> what what did you call you've called me something before besides my actual name yeah i call you emac emac yeah i've never yeah. gotten that one before except from you i know it's different it sounds nice so <laughs> um yeah he called me you know he was on I think he was going to see he's going to see his in-laws but you know he just gave me a call just to see how everything's going you know the summer trying to connect at some point and I'll just just like little stuff like that just to you know just reconnect with the cohort and GW I'd start doing Fowler Center stuff relatively soon so I know that's gonna like bring me back to school but um yeah just you know keeping in touch reaching out to people and then uh that's really it. Welcome, Chris. It's so wonderful to meet you virtually. I would love for you to start us off by introducing yourself and describing what the PMBA program looks like over the summer, too. Started my professional MBA last summer, actually, um, here at George Washington University. When I'm not attending GW uh, School of Business, I am a uh, U.S. government relations senior manager at Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company. I live here in Washington, D.C. with my dog, Hugo, and my partner, Amol, who is also based in Amsterdam. Wonderful. And so what does your summer look like um, for you this year? (laughs) I am someone who is a travel addict. Uh, COVID gave me some great downtime to be centered and focused in Washington for a while. But my summer plans are taking me from Skinny Atlas uh, upstate, in upstate New York in the Finger Lakes for Memorial Day weekend. Last weekend, I joined my partner in Paris for a wedding of one of his friends. Wow. Um, I'm heading to uh, rural New Jersey over the July 4th holiday, San Diego for a bachelor party in mid-July, and then I'll meet up with my partner in Amsterdam and somewhere fun and relaxing in Europe in August, and then... I also need to return home to Wisconsin, where I'm originally (laughs) from, for a friend's wedding and to see my family, who I haven't seen in a while because of COVID. 
and I'll end um, with my summer with Labor Day in Montreal for another friend's bachelor party. Wow. Okay. Very cool. And then tell us what is the um, structure of the PMBA program? So um, a lot of the PMBAs take their classes over the summertime also just okay. to accelerate their completion of the program. I'm mm -hmm. looking to try to finish in two, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take a class that's a core require, my, some of my core requirements so I can start on some of the exciting electives that are offered in the fall and spring and maybe one next summer. So I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, I'm on track to finishing my degree either by spring or summer of next year. So I really wanted to get some of the core competencies completed this summer and, you know, take a fun international strategy course or entrepreneurship or brand marketing, hopefully in the fall and the springtime to start chipping away at some of my electives. Mm -hmm. Another reason why I decided to go over the summer too is I love the idea of traveling as I talked about in the previous question. And I wanna explore maybe the opportunity if there is one of the um, opportunities to study abroad at one of our partner universities. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So what's it like to take class in the summer? Um, you have your job and you travel a lot. How do you, how do, you do everything? <laughs> you, um, my advice would be you do your work when you have your spare time. Okay. Uh, uh, you find the time to do it. When we were traveling last summer, I can vividly remember taking a ferry in Croatia from Split, which is the main city, to the island of Havar, and doing my microeconomics homework while on the ferry. Wow. And then doing more microeconomics when we'd go and explore and see these beautiful beaches around the island and have some delicious seafood. We'd come home after lunch or in the, early, in the late afternoon, have a cold glass of wine, and I would do more microeconomics homework. So my philosophy is when you're traveling, when you're on the road, it's sort of like work. You just get it done and mm -hmm. you find the time to do it when you have downtime and make sure that you're well rested because... Um, there's a lot of work to be done. And sometimes it seems like it takes longer than you expect. So make sure you're well rested, but also at the same and taking care of yourself, but also find those moments when you can open up that textbook and read some fascinating microeconomics or finance yeah. or marketing <laughs> um, concepts. So we, we all take very similar classes across, pro across all the GW programs, but I think you are doing it right because I did not do micro econ homework with a cold glass of wine abroad. And I think I like your way better, <laughs> better than my way. So that's awesome. You know, my philosophy is always try to make work and school work for you. So. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And Chris, how do you feel like you are staying connected to GW or your cohort um, while we are away from school? Um, so while right now I'm still taking classes, so I'm in operations management. I just had it this morning okay. at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. And I Lovely. have finance. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I have finance, which will be wrapping up at the end of this week, um, which occurs on Tuesday and Thursday. So I'm very, still very tied into yeah. work um, at GW School of Business. But once I'm done next week, um, or my exam for operations management is July 2nd and 3rd, uh, one of my coworkers jokes that I have one of the largest collections of books about business or CEO memoirs. So uh -huh. I will probably crack open one or two of those before I hit my August vacation and then maybe take a book of fiction with me um, while I'm at 
away on vacation. But I'm a huge fan of the Financial Times and Wall Street Journal. So okay. I will be excited to use some of the concepts that I've learned over the past year to, as I continue to read those daily business publications. And I'm a huge fan of Kara Swisher's podcast on the tech industry. So that's also another way that I'll stay connected to what's happening within our major tech companies and also other businesses through her perspective this summer. Hi, y'all. Um, my name is Marissa Townsend. I'm in our online MBA program. Um, a little bit about me, I'm from Philly, which is super awesome. Moved to DC about four years ago. Um, so I've been here for a little bit and gotten to experience the city pre-COVID, during COVID, and kind of post-COVID <laughs> right now. Um, a lot of my summer plans are are kind of all over the place. Um, I'm working, I'm in classes, um, really trying to just focus on myself this summer. I think I'm kind of on like a healing journey, right, mm -hmm. of just trying to grow who I am as a person and as a professional and really creating goals around that. Um, traveling, because I love traveling. It's really a passion. And then one of my really close friends just got a puppy. So <laughs> I'm helping her with potty training the puppy and, and getting the puppy all together, which is super fun. Mm, definitely a busy summer. Mm -hmm. um, how do you balance all of this, especially with the weather being warmer and nicer? Um, how do you balance it all? It's hard. <laughs> um, it's definitely really hard. I would say balance is something I've worked on throughout the years. And so really just scheduling things, right? So if I know I have plans on a Thursday um, to go hang out with friends or go try a new restaurant, I'll make sure at least with my classwork that my classwork is done um, before that point or having a plan of when to complete my classwork. So that's kind of the priority outside of like my job. Um, it's a little inflexible or flexible, I guess, um, in the sense that I can kind of do the work I need to do um, when it's convenient for me. And so really, it, in terms of finding the balance, I would say planning <laughs> is a big thing, making sure things are kind of planned out of when you're going things, when you're doing things, um, but finding that, that space that works for you, because really, it's a little bit different for everyone, but planning has, and putting things in my calendar has saved my life this summer. <laughs> Absolutely. Does it feel uh, different to take classes during the summer versus the uh, fall and spring semester? Or does it feel the same since your program is online? It feels it feels different for me just with my workload is very different. Our summers are a little bit calmer. Um, and so it gives me more time to actually focus on my classes. So for me, I prefer taking more classes in the summer. I've also realized that GW, they stagger classes a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, and so right now I have one class that was meeting in May and June. I have another class that only meets four times. And then I have another class that meets twice. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I'm not in class every week, right? Like Monday and Wednesday, every single week for three months, um, it's kind of staggered which I've enjoyed that opportunity to kind of take classes that are a little bit more flexible that fit my schedule um, versus a class that is every week. What about your favorite part of your summer so far? Mm, besides the puppy, <laughs> um, she's really cute. She's about five pounds. I think my favorite thing is I went to a wedding um, in Cancun, Mexico. And so Ooh. that's, yeah, that has been <laughs> the highlight for me this summer, just because I like love to travel and go to new places and I haven't been there before and so it was a nice break from classes it was a nice break from work to really just be able to be present mm -hmm. right and enjoy 
the people around me and the environment. So that's probably been my best thing. So I would say plan a trip every summer. I plan at least one trip. Um, so that's a trip I've taken so far. I love that. And I'm sure that the classes online make it a little easier to travel to and mm -hmm. you can do class wherever you are. So that is awesome. Yeah. One of the people in my online class was in Greece oh. <laughs> um, and traveled to Greece for a little while. And so um, the timing was a little weird because she was like, yeah, I have class and it's like 2 a.m. here. Right. <laughs> and so sometimes depending upon where you are, but if you plan it out well of where you're going to be traveling, the cool thing about the online MBA is it gives you that ability to travel. Mm -hmm. It gives you that ability to take classes wherever you are rather than necessarily having to sit in the class and be present. So mm -hmm. that's been a huge factor for me with the online is I've, I've been in probably five to 10 different places taking my classes since my time being in the program. I'm Jordan Glover. I'm in the OMBA program with um, a concentration in management leadership. And um, this summer I'm taking three courses. I've always taken summer classes, even during undergrad. Um, I've been working for 12 years now, so uh, it doesn't really seem like a shift not everybody has to work. Uh, I have a couple of people um, I've met over the years that um, they're doing OMBA um, while they're uh, taking a break from work. Some people are doing part-time work. Some people are doing full-time work, part-time school. It just really varies. Nice, nice. And since you've um, balanced a lot of things at once before, do you have any advice to future OMBA students at GW um, about finding that balance for themselves? Yeah, it's going to sound very cliche, but it's all <laughs> about time management. It, it mm -hmm. really, um, it, some, some things work for other people uh, that won't work for me. Some things work for me that will work for other people. I am currently pregnant. I have a one-year-old uh, and I'm working full-time uh, and getting my own OMBA. So um, if I can do it, <laughs> anybody can really do it. It's you will figure it out as, as you go along. My name is Zach Bage and uh, I'm in, I guess, first summer semester of the AMBA. And so for us, it is class three day, um, twice a week on Wednesday nights and then Saturday all day, just like we had for the rest of the uh, program. Um, but it's our last uh, setup like this. So we're all kind of happy to have our Saturdays back at the end of summer, but also sad because we'll be starting to mix and mingle in electives and not have our core board together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's definitely, I'm in the GMBA program. So it's definitely a different setup. Um, how have you been balancing classes within the like warmer summer months? Oh, that's been, it's been tricky. Because you definitely want to be outside and going and doing things. Also, it's weddings all mm -hmm. summer, you know, but having class on Saturday makes that a little bit trickier. <laughs> all in all, though, you just learn to do your homework outside and take advantage of what you can. Yeah, absolutely. And your classes are in person or over Zoom? All of our classes are in person. Okay, nice. I right, see so you, you go onto campus. So do you feel connected to GW during the summer, too? Um, and maybe like, what is the difference between like the fall and spring and now this, your summer semester? Yeah, um, I guess I feel connected to my classmates and everybody still. Mm -hmm. uh, GW definitely closes down over the summer. Mm. I learned 
the hard way yesterday. They took all the microwaves out of the business building. Oh. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. It's kind of like, kind of like a ghost town around campus. All the mm-hmm. restaurants are closed to shut on Saturdays. So it's much quieter. Okay. But you are all there bringing, bringing some life back to campus, even during the summer. Yes, very much so. <laughs> what has your uh, favorite part of your summer been so far? Um, I just went and spent, so we had one week between the end of spring and beginning of summer classes. So I went back home to Montana and spent a week with my brother and my mom up there. And it was really nice and relaxing. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next month. To learn more about the GW MBA Association, email us at mbaa at gwu.edu. Please note that all material in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. It does not represent the opinions of the George Washington University.